shoot, shoot, shoot. I got to go. I got to go. I'm coming up on a toll booth and I don't know where this is taking me. That was me talking to my sister as I was driving in Florida and took a wrong exit and ended up at a toll booth that was right before a crossroads that was not anywhere near the interstate. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to talk to you today about crossroads and toll booths. I'll see you on the flip. But hey, welcome to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. I'll see you on the flip. I don't know if you've ever been to Florida. I don't live there. But because they don't have a personal income tax for the state, a lot of their highways and roads are regulated by toll booths. And it, uh, for those of you who don't know what a toll booth is or toll road is, it's a road that is either partially or completely funded by payments. Uh, it can be a private road or it can be a state road or a government road. And usually these roads are um, attractive because they either help you to access something that you wouldn't have been able to, or they save you time because the other free roads take you on a circuitous or a uh, longer, harder route to get there. So for the most part, it's just part of what you do when you drive in Florida. You will have tolls and you will be on toll roads. Okay. So here I am driving down and I wasn't paying attention. I was, you know, on my headset. I was driving legal, y'all, you know, on my headset and everything. And because I was going into a, a different area, I think I was trying to find some kind of conference that I was supposed to be at. I was talking to a sibling and I thought that the exit looked like what my navigation had said, but it didn't. And it was um, a toll road to go to some offshoot city. So basically I had to get on this road for a few miles before it brought me back around to get back on the interstate. It was frustrating. It was a little terrifying because, you know, I didn't know where it was going to take me. But I learned something in that. I, I had a, a slight little wisdom smack. And that wisdom smack uh, was good and bad. <laughs> and the good part was, is that the um, toll road was, um, it, it was, it was, it was easy. It, it wasn't where um, the, um, the road was torn up or doing damage to the car. Um, it was quite scenic. It was smooth sailing. Um, the bad part was is that I incurred more fees for an unnecessary detour. And then there was that crossroads. <laughs> and the crossroads, they did have signage and uh one way went somewhere. Now the the, the thing is is the way leading back to the interstate did not have a way to get back on the interstate. And that was the biggest frustration that I had. Um, it took you back into um, a more populated area of what I guess was a suburb or a town. Um, and so I had to make a decision. Now, yesterday, I talked about passion deception. And I actually talked about intersections and crossroads a little bit. But today, I really kind of wanted to get into them because there is something magical about these two uh, elements of toll roads and toll booths and 
uh, crossroads. And I wanted to get into it because it was this big wisdom smack that I had. And um, so let me unpack this a little bit. When I was going on this, you know, road, not knowing uh, where it was going to end, or even let me back that up. When I was at the crossroads, it was a, a fear that came up. There was a confusion. Do I turn left and try to see if there is a way on the other side of the bridge to get um, back on the interstate and try to backtrack and, and, you know, turn around at another point? Do I take a left and see if I can find someone who can um, navigate me around to uh, something? Or do I keep going in this direction that looks like it is taking me either not even parallel, but a little bit away from the interstate. You know, so I was sitting there idling. And of course, as usual, as it would be, somebody came up behind me. So I had to make a decision. You know, so I'm sitting there in confusion. I have a, um, a lack of preparation, lack of resources, because I had put my sister off the phone. I'm pretty sure she didn't know what where I was because I wasn't anywhere near her, you know. And so I was like, um, make a decision. Now, yesterday when I talked about passion, I talked about a way out of being stuck at a crossroads, and that is to make a decision. And the difference is, is uh, the difference, there's a difference between decisions and choices. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. The decision process is so powerful that your body even responds before your mind can catch up. They have uh, neurological evidence that shows that when you make a decision, usually subconsciously, like the decision to get up and go to the restroom or the decision to get up and go stare in the refrigerator for the 15th umpteenth time during the day, a lot of times you will find that you're doing something and your brain has to catch up. Well, they have proof of that. Now, I could talk about the vagus nerve triggering certain neurotransmitters to uh, send um, sparks of energy to the muscles that are going to be engaged to make you move, but we ain't got time for that. What I am going to say is, is that when you make a decision, it is really powerful. It is very powerful. It's not only powerful physically, it's powerfully uh, mentally, subconsciously, and I believe um, just overall in your life when you make certain decisions. Now let's talk a little bit about choices. So a decision, the very word decide, side meaning to cut, D into two. When you cut off all your other options, so like when I decided to keep going through the intersection straight, I made a decision. Now, yeah, I probably could have backtracked, but my decision was to go forward. So to me, in that moment, those three other options were not not viable anymore. Now, if I had made a choice, my choice would have been different. My choice would have been, I'm going to go maybe uh, 200, if I haven't reached something by maybe uh, 200 feet, I'm going to turn around. And I'll do that with each one of them if I don't see something. And, and you know, and there you go. And so with a choice, a choice always leaves all the other options or most of the options still available. Now, get this. When they looked at the impact of choices and decisions in the makeup of the body, the bio part of the body, 
Decisions sent stronger impulses to help the body move forward and the brain to get with the program. Whereas choices kind of sent everything in flux where there was confusion. Now, isn't that something? Uh, Now, where did they get this part from the choices? Uh, It was actually during uh, the time of uh, studying consumer behavior. And I've talked about Edward Bernays, the father of PR, um, public relations, that is, and uh, some of the studies and the disciplines of studying groups and group behavior that came out of that. And what they noticed was, especially if you're trying to get people to change their beliefs, if you give them too many choices, it's going to be a problem. And they would go on to learn that along with what I'm talking about with these decisions, that the more choices a person has, the more the body becomes in flux where it allows more confusion to happen, thus shutting down the person's ability to move in a certain direct uh, propulsion to another event or forward, whatever you want to call it, okay? So choices can make you um, grow stagnant uh, because you're like, I don't know which one. And the funny part is, is that when we're sitting there and there has to, when you have an option between decisions and choices, choices always seem to look more desirable. They always seem to have more of a um, attraction to them, but they're not necessarily as good. And it's part of that fear of losing out or missing out or being abandoned from another, another quote unquote choice when you make a decision. But the body rewards you when you make a decision. How many times have you had a person say something as simple as wanting to break a habit? And they say, you know, I was trying to quit smoking and I chose to chew this gum. And then they would say things like, but it didn't work. And if you follow through, you know it's because they had other options in the back of their mind that, oh, if this doesn't work, then I'm going to get the patch. And if that doesn't work, then I'm going to do hypnotherapy. Trust me, I've had a lot of people come to me for smoking cessation over the years. So, you know, if this doesn't work, and then they have all these other options. But then if you take them and you're like, look, this is the only option you have. There are no others. Either you're going to smoke or you're, going, or you're not. But this is the way you're going to do it. A lot of times people are like, okay, and they do it, period. I remember my grandfather was a lifelong smoker. He went to the doctor. Doctor was like, look, if you don't stop, X, Y, Z is going to happen. My grandfather came home. <laughs> Seriously. He had been smoking most of his life. And this, I mean, so I'm talking about more than a half century. He came home. He told my grandmother. I'm going to stop. I, I, I'm not smoking anymore. And he did. He didn't. I mean, I never saw him. My grandmother even said he never picked up another cigarette. I'm like, how do you go from smoking two packs or more a day to just when somebody tells you something to just stop cold turkey? And it was because my grandfather made that decision and he coupled it with a big reason why. You know, now when I look back on that situation where I was trying to get to that conference center and I was lost and I decided to go forward, when I think back in hindsight, I too had a big reason why. And it was because I didn't want to be late because I was on one of the panels. 
<laughs> yes. So I had a big reason why to make a decision that, look, I'm going forward up along this way. Hopefully there are more decisions I can make to get me back um, to where I need to go. But this is, you know, at least I think I'm moving in the right direction. And so when I, I'm talking to you guys today about crossroads and tollbooths, there are a few things I want to talk about. I want to talk about, first of all, direction. Now, the funniest thing is, is um, when you're looking at, quote unquote, direction, direction has a wisdom all to itself. Um, I was being nosy and looking at product design because I am fascinated with, do you know there's a real job where you are not just a product designer, you are a product engineer? which means that when people have an idea, say for instance, somebody does that whole thing where I I talked about in another episode, the magic of what ifs. And so say if they take a what if and they really wanna make it happen and it's a product of some sort, well, then they would seek out this type of person, the project engineer, I mean, product engineer. And this product engineer would employ certain things. And uh, one of the things that I learned about when a product engineer starts engineering and constructing a possible product for sale, they look at direction. And the direction is they want to take the complex and make it simple. Now, like I said, I talked about that in the magic of what if, if you haven't listened to that podcast, please go back over and check it out. But in this what if, the direction is always from either complex or diverse to simple and easy, okay? For a product to work, it needs to be user-friendly, which is code word for simple and easy. When you are looking at something, um, Like, okay, let's just even take, for instance, uh, the famous iconic iPod. The iPod really kind of only had a button and a few functions. Now, if you compared it at the time to a Walkman or uh, some other device, these devices had all of this different stuff going on. And they were larger because they had to accommodate more stuff. The iPod was, it needed to fit in your pocket It needed to be small and it needed to do a lot. It needed to be heavy lifting. And so the product design on that was they took all of these complexities that existed in real life, plus a few more that they wanted to add on. Because at the time, it would take, oh my gosh, it would take huge amounts of CD discs to put all the songs on them that the iPod could carry at the size of a, a, a little thing, no, no bigger than a large international stamp. And so they put all this in there and they decided to make it in the direction of what is good for user, um, user experience. And that is from the complex to the simple. Now, what does that do have to do with crossroads and toll roads? Same thing. At a crossroads, a crossroads is where two different things intersect. X marks the spot. I talked a lot about this yesterday, um, but the one thing I want to focus on right at this point, when you're dealing with a crossroads, a crossroads is where it gives you options that you use to keep going forward. So, or keep progressing. I don't want to say going forward. So you can have where you can keep going forward, meaning you continue on the same path that you were already on. 
but you have now hopped over two more options. Or you can take the left or the right. That means that you now have options, aka choices. But the best way to get out of a crossroads or being stuck and stagnant and aimless in a crossroads is to make a decision. And that could be any of them. Heck, your, your decision could be turn around. Don't go back to that crossroads anymore. So now let's talk about the magic around crossroads. Um, so I write science fiction, I write fantasy and all these types of things. And so I find that a lot of uh, what I write, I uh, have the backbone of uh, learning old either superstitions, myths, mythologies, beliefs, and those types of things. And one of the things about a crossroads is that supposedly it is an, a, a, a gateway to other dimensions. And when I was thinking about how do crossroads and toll booths affect us, that's the very thing that came to me. Now, when I talk about dimensions and other worlds, yeah, I could go way out there, but let's just even just start with emotions. If you think about emotions, emotions are nothing more than road directions on your road of life. Think about what is stop when you think about an emotion. You know, when you think of stop, either you're going to be thinking of depression and sadness, fear, where Think of it frozen, you know, in time. Now, there are some positives to this, but for effect, I'm going to hone in on the negatives just so you can see these warning signs to stop. Danger ahead, Will Rogers, stop. You know, go. What about go? Uh, Go could be fueled by uh, anger. It could be fueled by um, jealousy, contempt, all of those things that get you to going and acting on something. And then what about merge? (laughs) So, you know, merging could be um, exacerbated by covetousness, you know, uh, jealousy, envy, wanting what other people want. So you start, you know, doing those things. Speed limits. uh, Again, anger. Slow down. You're going too fast. You're going to run into something. Patience if you want to bring in something benevolent and good. So these other dimensions of these crossroads and these toll booths can even just be dealing with how you deal with life. Now, in a a different podcast, I talked about the uh, recipe for popularity, and I talked about emotional and social intelligence. And in that one, I talked about it in a generalized form. But right now, I'm thinking about emotional intelligence. And it's not only enough for you to understand your emotions and be able to put a name on them. Emotional intelligence is all about you understanding how to control or manage. Now, I like the word manage a little bit more. And the reason why I like the word manage when it talks about when we talk about emotions is because if you're trying to control emotions, that's trying to subdue them or ignore them and you get into problems. But if you manage them, you understand that they're there for a reason, you get the lesson, and then you move on, okay? So let's talk about another dimension when you're, when you're at these, these crossroads of decisions and choices. You know, it could be 
where instead of continuing on your same path, you have an option to turn to the left or the right. Now, because this is an other dimension, everybody always wants to look at the four directions of north, east, south, and west. But rarely do they t- think about the, th- uh, the third dimension of up and down. You can go up or you can also go down. What does that mean? That means that you can choose to regulate, manage, if you will, how you look at something. When you're understanding something, you are beneath it looking up. So imagine yourself on the ground looking up at the sky. The view of an airplane is such that you can see all of it. It might look small, but you can see all of the airplane as it's flying. But now if you're up in the sky and you happen to be in the airplane, you can't see all of the airplane. You can just see, you know, where you are sitting. But when you look down, that same spot that you might have been at underneath it, you can't see it anymore. Not in great detail. You can see it, but you can see a bigger view of it. So you can overstand something. You can be um, in Um, I don't want to say control of it because like I said, we already talked about that word, but your orientation, whether you're under something or over something, it, it matters. And those are options that we have. So when you're at crossroads, the wisdom smack is that it is an opportunity for you to have another option to make a decision. And these decisions should continue to keep you on your path to a better state of being, a better way of life, a better person, or to get you to a specific goal or destination. But the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to stop and just idle. Okay, so that's uh, the the big thing about these crossroads. Um, and like I said, they are magical because magic can happen. When you make a decision at a crossroads, the decision gives you a blessing for having chosen it. One way or another, you're going to get something out of having taken that particular direction on the road. Okay? Now, let's talk a little bit about toll roads. Now, in uh, mythology, think about the River Styx and uh, the the toll you have to take for to travel across this this waterway to Hades, to the opening of hell, you know, uh, that's a toll. Think about uh, in fantasy where trolls guard the bridge. That's a toll. (laughs) So a toll is saying that it's going to cost you something to progress. And usually you're willing to pay the cost because this road or bridge or river or whatever it is, is the shortest way for you to get to what you want. And so there is a toll to be paid. Now, crossroads and toll booths and toll roads are, uh, I believe, necessary. And the reason why I believe they're necessary is because you can't avoid them. They're unavoidable. Um, There are going to be times when you've got to come to a point where if you're at a crossroads, You got to come to a point and you got to decide, do I want to change my trajectory or do I want to keep going on this? There are many biographies I've read 
over and over again, you see where the person's biographer is able to have a, a hindsight wisdom to point out when they were at crossroads and what they did at them and what blessings the direction gave them. Uh, think about Steve Jobs when he uh, was trying to get Apple after he came back and he was trying to get Apple back and running. Many of the, the uh, investors and the stockholders were wanting him to take a left or a right. And he was determined to keep on going through the crossroads. And the benefit of that was that he was right and they were wrong. His innovation has started him on that path and he stayed on it. He didn't, die, he didn't uh, detour or divert to go down another road. Now, that's not wrong. It's not at all, because based on knowing a little bit about Steve Jobs, we know that he had the tenacity to make sure whatever he chose, he would do. Or think about uh, Benjamin Franklin um, and some of the tolls he had to pay to be as inventive as he was when he was over in France as a diplomat and all of the criticisms that arose of him over there and even, you know, the gossip about some of his uh, dalliances and relationships with young ladies. But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But he made a toll for um, what he did, even though we look at him as one of our most whimsical um, fathers of this nation, um, there was still a toll to be paid. Or think about um, all of the, in the great inventors and the the paths that they paid for us by paying a toll at the crossroads that they stood at once one after another uh, when I think about great inventors I'm thinking about Tesla right now and all of the different crossroads he came to and the different paths he he chose to try to get um, what was burning in his heart out. Now, he never said that he had this one direct passion. I think he was more of a, a curious sort who wanted to just go where exploration led him. But it's something that we get to benefit from these great wisdoms of these inevitable times when people had to make decisions at the crossroads or where they had to pay something of value to get access to the road that they wanted. In your life, let's look at it this way. Let's make it personal. In your life, you have or will or are currently at either or both a toll and or a crossroad. What are you doing to make sure that you are making the, the decisions that propel you in one direction or, or another, including up and down? When you're at your crossroads, what are you doing to make sure that you have the necessary resources, that you are prepared enough and that maybe you have the, the, the correct solutions to not be confused when you're at a crossroads? Are you prepared for the thing that you've always wanted or even lusted for when you get to the toll booth? That's the access road to get to the mouth or the opening of your next adventure? I ask these questions because I'm guilty of it. And I know if I'm guilty of it, you may be guilty of it. We have these aspirations that we want and we're not prepared to make a decision when we get to the crossroad 
Sometimes that crossroad is asking you, do you really want this? Like a Steve Jobs, do you really want to keep going straight? When everybody on either side is saying, there is nothing good for you ahead. Are you willing to keep going straight? Or likewise, if your road thus far has been rocky and nothing has come good come of it, are you ready to admit that this is just pure stubbornness continuing to lead you down a wrong path? And maybe it's time for you to turn off in a different direction and try something better, something new. And when I say try, decide. <laughs> or maybe you're at a crossroads. You've always wanted to make it to the big time, whatever that may be. You've always wanted to show that you can be a success. You've always wanted to show them that you made it. And when the time comes, the opportunity, do you have the payment for the toll to get on that road? Are you ready to play with the big boys? Are you able to have the skills required to pass through the gate? Are you qualified? These are the things that I'm asking myself and I'm constantly trying to work on because it's not an if, but it's a when. When you get to the crossroads, how strong will your ability to decide be? Or will you be couched in confusion, stuck there, aimless? And likewise, when you get to that toll booth that guards the road that will get you to your destination, Will you have the fee? Will you pass the test? Will you do what's needed for the gates to open to you to let you have passage? Will you be qualified? Those are just some questions that I want to put out there for all of us because there are crossroads and toll roads in our lives. And I'm just here to say, be ready, be willing to do it. But be forewarned. So guess what? This is Michelle Spiva and my time is up and I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to another podcast of Wisdom Smack. And thank you for um, supporting us. Uh, check out our um, other podcasts. Don't forget to look at the, the show notes where links are um, are done. I've had people uh, reach out and ask, how do you contact me? Email address is there. Uh, if you want to support the show in other ways, other things are there. And with that, don't forget to support us with our AM, uh, um, Amazon link. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.